You're listening to... No, that's not real. You're listening to The Heidi Rue Show. Yeah, that's better. Inspiring. Entertaining. Real. The Heidi Rue Show. Okay, today we have someone that is... Gosh, a big part of Atlanta. This is Michael Gillespie. Let me introduce you, first of all, before I go into all his accolades. He's an Atlanta-based casting associate, published writer, motivational speaker, and journalist. Yes, all of those things. Um, He began his casting uh, career as casting assistant to casting director Raven Drummer, Mm. who if you're in Atlanta, if you're an actor, you for sure know Raven and Michael. Um, And Raven Drummer does casting for uh, Tyler Perry. You probably heard of him, right? Uh. <laughs> Everyone's heard of Tyler Perry. We hope so. Fantastic. <laughs> I'll seriously never forget the first time um, I was introduced to Tyler Perry. I think he was on Oprah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, this man. Is his amazing. story, just his energy, his poise. I, I love when he talks because he just, he's just a genuine soul when he speaks. And he's not a person that just says something just to say it. Like mm-hmm. there's purpose behind it. And, you know, I, I like that. That's yeah. Amazing. You know, he taught me a big lesson, too, because when um, so uh, Michael and Raven booked me on a couple episodes of The Have and Have Not. That's why I first and, fell in yeah. love with Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> like, who is this little incredible woman? <laughs> and it was such a great experience. And I was sitting there in the makeup chair. And so, I mean, like, I'm waiting on people. So I had my phone. I think I was like posting something or checking on email or something like that. Uh, not posting from the set, y'all. I don't. I don't do that. Uh, just no FYI. <laughs> I don't do that. Um, but I think I was working. I had my blog at the time. So I think I was like scheduling stuff for mm-hmm. the blog or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And I'm looking at my phone and all of a sudden I hear a familiar voice next to me talking to the guy that's sitting next to me. And it was Tyler Perry. And he was he just finished his conversation with this guy and then walked away in a blink of an eye. And I was like, very fast, always. (laughs) I can't believe that was the biggest lesson in my life. I was like, Heidi, you've got to be more present. Oh, this is a good conversation because I'm not on social media right now. You're not. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've been I've been off of Facebook for probably three almost four weeks whoa yeah and what uh, led to that instagram two weeks okay. i just like we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier i've just been in a very introverted space and just really like finding things that like serve me mm-hmm. and you know i love my phone and i love social media and you know just like you know when when you're trying to do better, you know, you, you, you try different things. So I just, I just wanted to just stop sharing for a moment and just, Mm -hmm. I wanted to be able to take in all of the experiences. I feel like when you go places, especially like the cruise, like when, when I went on the cruise for Tyler Perry, the the Tom Jonah cruise, it was amazing. Um, But I realized that like I had a better time when I put my phone down, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, I was able to really soak up and absorb a lot more with just putting my phone down and just noticing the things that were around me, noticing the people that were around me. Like, you don't really do that when you have your phone in your hand mm, all the time. It's so true. <laughs> what is what is one thing that you feel like you've like learned or gained from being away from social media for the few weeks? Um, I've been closer to myself. Really? Yeah, I've been closer to myself. You know, the the first couple of days, it's it's like a habit of just picking it mm-hmm. up. But once you realize that, like you know, there's nothing to give your attention to. 
um, you have to put you put it somewhere else. Yeah. And you know, it, that's on me. <laughs> so and that that just means you know whatever serves me, whatever makes me happy, mm. whatever you know, whatever I need in the moment. Like I'm aware, and and I can do something about it. Mm. Versus you know, prolonging or not even paying attention, scrolling scrolling on on social media. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I know. <laughs> I I really did learn so much because I thought. It, Heidi, if you had not been on your phone, you would have seen him walk in and you would have said hello and you would have had the chance to tell him how much he has impacted your life, you Bingo, know, yeah. and I didn't get that chance. I mean, and he directed me in the session, but I wasn't going to say, I mean, you know, right. just do my job, yeah, work now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, you're working. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, but it was, it was a big learning experience. Now I want to talk to you about kind of your journey mm-hmm. because I mean, most people would be like, oh my gosh, you are in casting for Tyler Perry. You have <laughs> totally made it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I mean, you have really lived out the grind oh, <laughs> of life. So the tell hustle, us how, guys, yeah, how, I mean, how did you even get here where you're at right now? Oh, my goodness. So I've had like a very traumatic, or not, I don't want to say traumatic anymore, but I've had a very uh, experienced life, like just from like a young age, just things that I went through as a kid. And I remember when I first saw Mr. Perry and it was like there was somebody that like looked like me, that sounded like me, that like felt like I did and that had went through similar things that I went through. And he was able to, you know, take lemons and essentially make lemonade or, you know, that's a cliche, but I feel like that's what he did with this journey. Instead of uh, instead of letting things happen to him, he kind of let them like happen for him, mm-hmm. you know, like he changed the narrative, he changed his thoughts about like what happened to him and he used it to like better himself. So that was like the first person that I noticed that was African American and that had done that or and that was very vocal about it. So I was like, wow, like this is incredible. Like if he can do it, so can I. Mm-hmm. So um, I remember being in college and I was in school for culinary at the time. I went to Johnson and Wells in Charlotte. North Carolina, fantastic school, also very expensive. Um, and at the time, I was taking care of myself. So I've been taking care of myself. I've been out on my own taking care of myself since I was 16. Wow, so, Michael. Yes. Yeah, so when I was in college, I was working like three jobs and I just got really tired. I'm like, oh, my goodness, like this something something doesn't feel right. Like this cannot be my life like I at that point I just had experienced so much it's like I know I deserve better you know I know that there's like more out there for me so um I remember like going back to my dorm and this was like after I had lost my car because I um once I started my labs at school that took up most of like my time so I couldn't work as much so lost my car um and I had gotten a scholarship it was a partial so it paid for the education but it didn't pay for my room and board and I was homeless at the time so I needed I needed to be I needed to stay on campus so that's why I was working so much so then I couldn't pay the room and board and one time I had come home from class I come come back to the apartment from class and I was locked out of the building like my card wouldn't work so my I called my roommates and my roommates were really cool great guys they like came and let me in and they're like it's gonna be okay like you'll figure it out Mm -hmm. um but I remember going to my room and I just shut the door and I just kind of broke down and I just before that I had been trying to figure it out trying to figure it out trying to figure it out and not really like listening and like that was the first moment 
one of the many like turning moment, turning point moments in my, I, I, I would say journey that like I like learned the importance of listening. Mm-hmm. And like after I broke down and I just listened, it, it was like this voice was like, don't go to class tomorrow and just walk the city. And that's what I did. I didn't go to class. I'll walk the city. And I literally started seeing things that I'd never seen. And I'd walk the city like 20 times. Like I, I'd walk the city a lot. Yeah. And like it was like this particular time, like I saw things that I didn't see before that interested me like them shooting a commercial like Mm -hmm. and it was just like oh my god like you know that's what I want to be doing and I just Mm -hmm. I just after that I stopped going to school I was I didn't have a car so I was like biking and walking to work every single day (laughs) until until you know I just had this thought you know what I'm gonna move to Atlanta and when I moved to Atlanta you know film and television wasn't really happening it wasn't as big as it is now. Right. Um, but when I moved here, I started calling Tyler Perry Studios. I called once a month for three years. and this Are is, you kidding this me? This is my third year working for them, yeah. Called once a month for three wow. years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because he had these videos online. Like, um, he used to do these inspirational videos, he has Mr. and Mr. Perry. Um, he used to do these, do these inspirational videos um, and I used to get up every single morning and watch them. Like that was like my like morning ritual. Mm. Get up, let me see what like new he's talking about. Like what can I be motivated about motivated about today? Um, so those videos really inspired me. So um moved to Atlanta, nothing was really happening. Um, but I was calling the studio with no experience at the time. <laughs> None. No experience. Then um Can I ask you uh, this is just out of my curiosity. Sorry, I'm what like would you s- on. No, I love it. What would you what would you say when you called up? Would you just say, oh. Hey, I don't have any experience, but I want to come work for you? No, I don't know if this is like part of a like a Scorpio thing, but I'm really good at like selling. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just really good at selling. Yeah. So um, I knew how to place my words, but like okay. I, I would say, hey, my name is Michael Gillespie. Um, I submitted my resume online or so like every month, like when I would get a new job, even if it wasn't related to <laughs> to TV and film, I would update them. That's why I was calling every month <laughs> was to update them. Like, you know, I just updated my resume and I, and I resubmitted. <laughs> I just wanted you to know that, like, you know, I added this to oh the resume. <laughs> awesome. I had read this book um, by Devon Franklin called Produced by Faith, Mm -hmm. which is a really, really great book. And in the book, he talks about like how there are along your journey, there are people that are where you want to be or that have accomplished a lot of the things that you want to accomplish. There's not just like one person. There's a lot of them. Um, And he said, you know, just reach out. And, and, you know, don't try to look for a job. Don't try to force things. Just be genuine, be yourself mm. and ask, you know, ask questions. So that's what I did even at the studio now. Like I go in early just so that I can like say mm. I can walk around and say good morning to everybody and just check on them and like just mm. give some love. But I know every person that walks those hallways. I yeah. know every department that they're in. And I've built these relationships um, that are genuine because of that. Um, I don't know why I'm talking about this. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And that actually gives people that are listening kind of an insight to who you are just on a regular basis. Like when, when Michael says that, that doesn't shock me that he does that, goes in early to say hello to everyone because mm-hmm. that's just who you are. That's who you present yourself to. Everybody that meets you, mm-hmm. you know, just knows that about you. And I think that's great. Oh, thank you. One of the things that I wanted to know was during that time when you were calling once a month, Mm-hmm. I mean, for three years. Oh, First of all, like eternity. Where in the world did you get that kind of grit in oh, your life? Um, 
I'm very persistent. <laughs> Honestly, um, my mom, like she, she, she died when I was um, eight. It was mm. t- two weeks after my eight. No, yeah, two weeks after my ninth birthday. Wow. Um, she was in an abusive relationship, but like I just remembered like her just being so resilient. And, like, whatever she wanted, like, she went after. And even when it came to, you know, me and my sister, like, she was determined to, you know, no matter what happened, to, like, make sure that we were taken care Mm -hmm. of. And that, like, translated, you know, to me, like, just something different. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, if there's something in life that you want, if there's something in life that you deserve, like, you can have it. You know, it's just all about what you put into it, Mm -hmm. you know, like what you put in is what you get out. And because my mom had intentions on making sure that we were always taken care of, we were literally always taken care of, even if, you know, there were times where, because right before she died, we were living um, in a hotel. Like, we, uh, her husband was very abusive, and we, like, kept having to move Mm. because of, like, the domestic violence. Like, we kept getting kicked out. So um, she was trying to get away from him. So, um we didn't have any money and we started, you know, we had to like live in like different motels and like one of the last ones that we lived in, um, literally like she just, she didn't eat so that we could eat, you know what I mean? So, um, that didn't really make me sad. It just kind of made me like determined to Mm. work really hard. Mm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, sorry, I know this is getting a little off subject, but after, cause I'm, um, after your mom died, mm-hmm. after you're eight, then who took care of you and your sister? My aunt was supposed to pick me up and my sister's dad was going to pick her up was the same day that my mom died. Um, but so I got picked up from school early and um, I, I remember seeing my sister at lunch and I just told her like, there's something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like with mom, like I can feel it. Like, I don't know, you know what this is, but um anyway so I got picked up early and I went to go get my stuff from the hotel and it just happened so I I pull up and I'm in the back of the car and like I see like the caution tape and like forensics is like there with like their cameras and their jackets on and Mm. yeah you can't change what happened yeah you know and it's just it's hard to take responsibility for things that you feel like happened to you oh totally but if you can say this happened for me, yeah, you know, then that gives you a different perspective, and it's easier to say, you know what, I can just accept this for for mm. what it is, and you know, I can't change what happened, but I can change how it affects me moving yeah, forward. Exactly. So that's literally what my journey has been about: is just changing how you know my life yeah. affects and has affected me, and you know, moving forward in just a positive space and. You know, I don't, I never like to, I just like to share, you know, what I've gone through and like what I've learned f- from it. You know, I never like to tell people you should do this, yeah. you should do that. Yeah. Because people need to find what works for them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think it's so true. I'm reading this book too. And we talk about, a lot about like taking responsibility for mm-hmm. what, what you can take responsibility mm-hmm. because the reality of it is, I mean, we all do it. Gosh, you know, we all can look at our lives, whether it's small areas or big areas or whatever mm-hmm. and blame and get focused on blame because it's more comfortable. Oh, it's but so the easy. problem is, is that when you blame or when you, when you focus on what has happened to you, you remain stagnant. Mm-hmm. But the only way to go forward is when you can then look at yourself, whether it's like, okay, 
you know, how did I get myself into, I mean, for me, especially, there's been times where I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, let me step back from this and figure out, you know, I kind of allowed it to happen to myself in a way. Oh, you it's know? the toughest thing to, like, that's a tough bullet to bite. Like, it is. really taking, re- and here's the thing, like, taking responsibility doesn't mean that you need to be at fault for no, anything. No, 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 no. There's it's, grace all around. There's grace. There's grace. <laughs> There's so much grace. There's so much grace. But you can't you can't learn anything by looking at other people because you don't have control over you other people. You do not have, have control, control over yourself. That's so genius yeah. and, and golden. So mm. listen to what she's saying, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's through your lessons in life. Goodness gracious. So were you ever like, oh my gosh, when is this going to happen for me? Oh, Every day. <laughs> Still sometimes. How did you, did you talk to yourself through that, through those yes. doubts and just say, just keep going, just mm-hmm. keep going? Because essentially at the end of the day, like if I don't keep going, who can, right. know, who else has my legs? Mm. Who else, you know, who else can keep moving for mm. me? You know, I have to, it's my responsibility. It's not anybody else's dream. Yeah. It's not their goals. It's not their visions. Mm-hmm. You know, people may mean well for you. But at the end of the day, it's it's you that, that has to put the footwork in. True. Yeah. What does uh, success, ultimate sec- success look like for you? Ooh, I love this question because <laughs> to me, success isn't really accomplishing my like goals. I think that's a part of like my purpose in my journey. Mm-hmm. And those things are going to happen anyway. Um, but success for me is just living my best life, learning what I'm supposed to learn and just sharing it. Mm-hmm. Literally, that is what, because that's what makes me the most happy. Yeah. Like that's what fulfills me the most mm-hmm. is being able to experience a situation, come out on the other other side of it and, and just be able to speak to somebody about it. Mm-hmm. Literally. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. So I'm so curious. You see people all the time come mm-hmm. in for casting mm-hmm. What have you learned about people by observing okay. all of these actors that come yes. in? Yes. <laughs> okay. I've I've learned that like people people really have this like underlying need to be accepted. Mm. And like it could be across the board from anything, from, you know, the type of clothes they buy to yeah. like anything. And, you know, when they when actors come into the audition room, um, they want to work and they want to get the part, but what's more fulfilling to them is to know that you enjoyed what they did. Mm-hmm. And that's like a form of acceptance. Like yeah. they liked what I did. They, they accept me. They, they accept this part about me. Totally. And really, you know, sometimes I think that if, if you let that take control, that kind of hurts your performance because mm-hmm. then it's not, we're not really getting to see you, but we're getting to see what you think we mm-hmm. want to see. And really, all at the end of the day, all we just want to see is you. Yeah. Your interpretation. Yeah. You know, what you bring to... Uh, you, I, I call uh, sides... Uh, you know, I call the script bones. Mm. And I, I think like, you know, you as the actor, as the artist, as the creative, you add the life to it. You know, right. you are breathing life into these words and making them realistic and making them authentic. And that's why it's so important that when you come into the room, you just got to be yourself. Yeah. Even if you're 
weird and quirky and you know make that work <laughs> in in the scene yeah. you know like we just really want to see you right because you could you could give an interpretation of you know just by you being yourself you could give a different interpretation and and change somebody's mind mm. like um april parker jones she plays natalie on if loving you is wrong on own um that role was written for a hispanic lady Really? It was written for a Hispanic lady. Wow. Yes. And, you know, she shared the story with me. But, you know, Mr. Perry basically said, I didn't write this part for you, but I have to give it to you because, you know, she just did such an amazing job. Like, mm. he, she was able to change his mind about what he thought that role was. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Brian Cranston in his book, he he talked about, like, auditioning as, like, a gift. Like, you go in and you say, okay, this is what I have to give. Mm-hmm. But if you think about whenever we give gifts, it's not our responsibility what people do with our gifts. Oh, we're no. just going in and we're presenting it. Here yep. you go. Yep. Here it is. Mm-hmm. And whether they end up putting it in the garage sale pile, you know, <laughs> that, that's not <laughs> up to us. You just give oh, and then you the let go. So, yeah, so I love that. That's great. So how can um, this is a little more of like the businessy question from a casting director's perspective. So how do actors kind of stay on the casting director's radar? Because you see a bazillion Mm -hmm. people all the time. So how can we kind of stay on top of your mind? Um, That's really a tricky question because casting is really done on a project to project Mm -hmm. basis. So. Um, you know, when a new project comes in, it's just, it's really hard to remember people yeah. unless, you know, we've had a really genuine encounter with you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, at that point, it's easy to remember you. Right. Like, it's not so much of let me send, you know, casting a card so that they can remember me. But like, uh, I feel like when you come in or when you send in a tape, like try to just make it an experience, mm-hmm. like an experience of you and like your interpretation of the scene. Like, I feel like that's the best way to be remembered is just to just really be yourself and, and give your mm-hmm. best performance. Like, yeah. cause there are times where, you know, we'll have auditioned somebody from another show, like a long time ago, like when, when we did, there was a film that we did and one of our producers remembered somebody from like, that we auditioned like two seasons ago for the halves, not even related to this film. And he was like, remember that guy that blah, 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 blah. And then we have to go and find this guy, but (laughs) it happens, you know? (laughs) Right. It happens. Remember the guy, he had short hair, medium height. Oh yeah. Okay, great. We'll find him. Sure. No problem. (laughs) But I will say that like certain things that are really genuine and cute that help with like, like the, uh-huh. the the time that you sent us, which is just, it was just so cute. You sent us a water bottle and yeah. like chapstick, and <laughs> it's like those things that like people don't think about. Like a lot yeah. of people give like Starbucks cards, mm. or and there's nothing wrong with this, by right. the way. But I think that's like your uniqueness. Like yeah. that's you operating from a place that is like genuinely you. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah. like. You could give a Starbucks card and that's because that's the easy thing to do. But like you really took time and put thought into that and like that showed and like that's why I remember you. Oh, that's so good to hear. (laughs) I love giving gifts, but I'm not a good marketer. I will say I'm not a good marketer. I I tell people all the time, like I'm not good at marketing. Mm -hmm. I just feel like. 
I'm going to treat people how I would treat them in real life. Yeah. And I love giving gifts. And so. You give um, the best gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, uh, this is so, I was like, oh, this is so cute. And I, I definitely still have that chapstick, okay. by the way. <laughs> and the water bottle. So. One guy, uh, one of the clients that I did send it to, he was like, oh yeah. He's like, my wife saw it on the table or someone was like who's this chapstick from a, a girl because it had my picture on. i think no it maybe didn't have my picture on i guess it just had my name your on name it. Anyway, yeah mm-hmm. um and so i was like oh sorry i didn't really think about Oops. that i hope you didn't get in trouble <laughs> you have nothing to worry about so um, funny. okay so we talked a little bit kind of at the beginning of the podcast about um how you i mean there's so many things oh my gosh your ta- your talent just extends so much and i feel like kind of <sighs> the sky's you. the limit for mm-hmm for your future and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but as somebody that has multiple passions, mm-hmm. how in the world do you balance it? Like, what do you do? Because you can't say yes to everything, I right? I cannot say yes to everything. I honestly just honor what is happening at the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm a person that is actively pursuing constant awareness. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just, whatever feels right, it makes the most sense for the moment. And Honestly, I know it looks like all those things are going on at the same time, um, but they all just happen when they happen. Like it's not let me, you know, let me focus on this and, you know, and this and this and this and this. But things just come. They come when they're supposed to. Like me writing for Modern Luxury, that just came like we were going on hiatus at Tyler Perry Studios. And I was like, you know what? I need to really start because I feel like your purpose isn't just one thing. Like there's so many pieces to the puzzle of you. Mm. Um, And I realized that it's like, oh, like there are more Mm. than just this that makes me happy. Um, So I love writing and I love sharing stories. So I had never gone to school for writing, but I've always studied interviews and articles and stuff. So I was very familiar with the voice of uh, all the the magazines that Modern Luxury has. Like they have Jezebel and The Atlantan and Men's Book Atlanta. They have like a bridal book. So um, I was just very familiar with their voice. So I had sent in um, like a, just for an internship, like I applied for an internship. And literally like the next day I got an email from the editorial director. Now get this. I have a vision wall. And on my vision wall, I have all these things that I want to accomplish. And one of the things that I put up there was write. Um, And then, like, so I I do this every year. But, like, half the year, um, which we're at that point now, like, I'm going to start reflecting Mm. and, you know, looking at the things that I have accomplished so that, like, I can take some of those things down off the wall and then, some new things that like I can start to tackle, like I put that up, but I like pre prep for the new vision wall for like the new year, like half the year. Oh, so cool. I, I go That's into like half the year, I reflect on like what all has occurred and happened, and then I use that to focus on what needs to happen for mm-hmm. the rest of the year That's a great idea. and then what I need to do for the next year. Mm-hmm. But on my vision wall, I had right, and then I go into detail like how I'm gonna accomplish it. And um, I got an interview with the editorial director. So here's the thing. So another thing that's on my wall is GQ. So I wanted to write for GQ. So the editorial director, she had just come back from New York 
from working with GQ. Oh my god. This gosh. is really insane. That is crazy. <laughs> oh, the stories about my vision wall. We, we <laughs> will be talking for days. Okay. Um, so she had just come back from working for from GQ and we had this meeting and I thought that I was just meeting with her for an internship, but yeah. she was like, no, like there's something really special about you. And she was like, I can't believe that you've never written before because I had just started a blog. So this is how I prepped for it. So um, about a month before that, one of my friends, her name is um, Sarah Jane Crawford. She's a host and she does a lot of stuff for E! News, but she travels back and forth between the UK and LA because she does stuff for E! In, in the UK too. But she came to Atlanta. We had a really great heart to heart. And when I took her back to the airport, she had, she had like an epiphany and she was like, this is what you need to do. She was like, you're focusing on the wrong things. Cause I, I kept saying, I don't know how to start. I don't know how to, mm. cause I really wanted to be doing a lot of the things that she was doing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I I don't know how to start. I don't know how to do this. And she was like, you're looking at it from the wrong perspective. She was like, what can you do? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you have? Like, those are the things that you need to focus on. She said, you know, you say that you can write. Just start writing. Just start Mm -hmm. putting content out. Like, focus on the things that you can do. And then everything else will fall in place. And that is literally what happened. But I started my blog. um, And I put up about seven posts. So I was able to send that to the editorial director. And she was really blown away by my writings. Wow. And I was just like, oh, my God, I've never written before. <laughs> or I've never gone to school for this. And she was like, what? You've never gone to school for writing? This wow. is ridiculous. So anyways, she ended up offering me a freelance gig. So mm. literally, I I think I've written about 14 or 15 articles for them now. That's awesome, from, Michael. From, you know, just just an idea, a, a thought, vision, and, yeah. and, and, and attention, sure. an attention. An intention that I put up, you know, mm. and like acted towards yeah. like you know it, it, it i i guess i kind of felt like i didn't know where to start until i started mm-hmm. you know yeah, and then totally. it just it just unfolds from there because once i started writing i'm like oh maybe i should apply for internships at a at a writing you know at, yeah. at, a, at a publication that's awesome i love that advice just start mm-hmm. just start just do it. Just start, guys. So would that be kind of your one sentence of encouragement for anyone? Like if they are trying to create kind of a career of their dreams, mm-hmm. just start. Just start. You, well, let me, we get in our own way. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize how much I got in my own way mm-hmm. until I realized it. Um, and one of my mottos is, you know, the only limitations um, that are, Active are the ones that you accept or mm-hmm. are the ones that you create for yourself. Um, and I realized all the limitations I created for myself by focusing on what I didn't have. Yeah. And, you know, that just really limited me. I had limited thinking and I just I let things hold me back. But once I realized like, oh, I'm holding myself back here. Mm-hmm. Let me think about what I can do. And yeah. that just really taught me how to take the limits off, mm-hmm. you know, and now to me, there are no limitations. Mm-hmm. There, there really aren't. No. You know, there there are only life experiences yep. and things that I'm meant to learn so that I can grow. Yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. That's really great. Okay, <laughs> one last question and then we'll wrap it up. But okay. since you are there, you know, on a kind of regular basis or whatever, what do you think is like the future for Tyler Perry Studios? Is oh, it total world domination? Or? It is total. <laughs> <laughs> it is total something, okay? Total something. Um, honestly, doing... Doing that interview on Mr. Perry really opened my eyes to 
um, him as an individual because working for him is is very different. Like he's a nice guy, but it's work. Like oh yeah, you, and he's it's focused. it's very fast. I love it. I love that. Um, <laughs> but over the years, and like it's just crazy because he's also on my vision wall. Um, and so I was working with Oprah and I've gotten to do that. And like, I've gotten to work with like Beyonce styling team. Like I've really got, I've, I've gotten to do some incredible things, mm-hmm. even philanthropy stuff. Like I'm obsessed with, you know, like helping. So mm-hmm. I've gotten to like work for the food bank. Like I've served, I think like over five or 6,000 meals yeah, working awesome. with, with, with the food bank. And I've done mentor work with Steve Harvey and mentor work with, um, the Ludacris Foundation. So, you know, and like now here I am, you know, Mr. Perry knows my name. Like this is somebody that like, it's just, it just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Like somebody that like didn't know me like five mm-hmm. years ago and that like I desperately like knew that I should be working right. for and that like there was something to learn and gain from watching him. his YouTube videos. You, literally. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm, you know, I'm sitting in his office that overlooks the campus, like, mm-hmm. which is so beautiful. But sitting down with him made me realize, like, the importance of just knowing and trusting your journey. Like, this is a person that literally trusts every aspect of his journey. And even though... You know, other people may have opinions on his work and on some of the content that he creates, like in Hollywood. Like, he does not let that affect him because he knows his purpose. Mm -hmm. Like, he knows why he's supposed to be creating the content. And he doesn't really veer from that. And, you know, he's created a fan base that is super loyal and that really love and respect him. And, like, that is that is what you know that is who he puts his work out for mm-hmm. it's his fans and the people that like he's supposed to affect like mm-hmm. he's not worried about literally anything else cuz nothing nothing else matters right you know and that's proven by like mm-hmm. what he's been able to build but i think his legacy like you know um the article that i wrote talked about like the the legacy of tyler perry like you know he is somebody that created lanes um or created avenues for people that wouldn't normally get a chance in hollywood or that hadn't worked in hollywood for Mm -hmm. a very long time you know what i mean like he has given people opportunity Mm -hmm. and i think that also fulfills him as well as like he he's a person that like i feel like tyler perry studios is like the nest yeah and it's like you know you here's an opportunity but like mm-hmm. what you do with it is up to mm-hmm. you yeah. and that's very clear like mm-hmm. he he's going to give you an opportunity but what you do with it is really up to you like how you u- utilize it you know what you what you carry or how you carry it like it's really mm-hmm. up to you yeah. so um i just i think that it's going to keep growing and mm-hmm. he's going to keep you know creating content and people are going to keep working yeah you know that wouldn't because in like I went to LA and like it is hard to work in LA because mm-hmm. there's so many people trying to do the same thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. But then you come to Atlanta and there's, you know, still the same thing, but like people are just more willing to give you opportunity mm-hmm. here. Yeah. And, you know, I think because he's done that, like he's going to continue to grow and expand. Mm. I love that what you said because about him in kind of how he is, because I think that's a lesson for all of us that mm-hmm. we can learn in our lives of just, it 
just trust our own journey. Mm -hmm. Like keep going forward. Like you said, just start. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Don't think about what anybody else is saying to the right or the left of you and just keep going. And you mentioned the article that you wrote about Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry. Where Mm -hmm. can people find that? They wanted to read it. Yes. So um, that is a modern luxury publication. So that's the Atlantan. So you can get it at Barnes and Noble, any high ends like hotel, mall, like Mm -hmm. Linux. Um, they're there, they're at Phipps, they're at the Ritz, they're um, really at any high-end location. Awesome. Yeah. And then how can people follow along with you? I'm, well, I guess you're not on oh, social media. When are I you getting know. back on social media? <laughs> I don't know yet. <laughs> um, but you can still see what I've done. Yeah, just look <laughs> for him you. to be published in the Atlantan and everything else. So. Yes, um, but my, my Instagram is um, gillespie.official, and I'm on Facebook at Michael Gillespie. Okay, yeah. great. Awesome. Thank well, Michael, so thank you so much for being with us and sharing your journey oh, and your wisdom. So appreciate it. You're incredible. Thank you for having me. Okay, have a great day. <laughs> Adios. <laughs> As a Georgia peach, she loves pleasing people, so she wants to know how she can improve the show. So let her know either on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Heidi Rue. Also be kind because she's my wife. And if she has a bad day, then I'm really going to hear about it. 